They may not have any hope. But the Bible tells you to be ready to give an answer for the hope that's that's inside of you. Amen? And so if we're... Now, we all get hit by life. We get discouraged and all that kind of stuff. And if we can't allow that to settle on us. So we need the Spirit of God and His Word to to break that stuff off so we can walk in the fullness of His joy so that when we come in contact with people who need that hope, we're ready to share with them. But if we're too busy moping and groping and whining and cussing and fussing and being feeling sorry for ourselves, then how are we going to benefit other people? Amen? And so this that we do here, we're just learning how to follow His leading. We're learning how to let Him have His way because when He has His way, Cool stuff happens. It may look strange sometimes. It may be uncomfortable. But I'd rather have that and see people get set free. I'd rather have that and see people get healed than have something that looks respectable and nothing happens in people's lives. So that's what we're about here. We're about Jesus having his way. That sign right there, it kind of sums it up. We are here for Jesus. Ah. Whew. Yeah. <laughs> well, I want to take a few minutes. Uh, children, there won't be no class today. We're already past beyond that time. <laughs> now, that's a miracle because that's not what usually happens. It's like, Dad, we have a class today. But uh, so thank you, daughter. For that vote of confidence. What I'd like to do is, is give you an opportunity. If anybody, well not if, you who have a testimony to share with the rest of us, I want to give you an opportunity. Uh, some of you may not realize that we just came off a 21 day fast as a church. You know, looking to the Lord, what are you celebrating that we're done? <laughs> we're done! Yay! <laughs> Uh, we just came off and, you know, just looking to the Lord to have his way in our lives in a greater way for his kingdom to be manifest, for people's lives to be changed, for the gospel to go forward, for revival to happen, for breakthrough, for healing. And I just want to hear testimonies. And I know God spoke to people. I know God ministered to people, healed people. And we want to just want to give you opportunity to share that. So who would like to go first and share? All right. We'll start with Aaron. I just want to thank everyone who prayed for us in regards to the selling of our house. Uh, we were looking forward to, to sell um, in December, and and we weren't disappointed when it didn't, or the close, close in December, and we weren't disappointed uh, necessarily, really, too much <laughs> when it didn't when it didn't sell or close in December, and we still had to continue paying uh, electricity, uh, the insurance for the house. Uh, went up because it was vacant and so forth and so on, and it was dragging out, dragging out. And when did it, when did it sell? Seventeen, just a little bit before the, a little bit, yeah, a little before before pray, uh, the fast, or was it during? It was must have been during. I think during the fast, during the fast. And so, um, and so when it finally came, and and the Lord was really working with us to keep. At least keep down the anxiety, uh, because he worked real well with us, uh, to, 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 to encourage us that if it's said to be done, it was going to be done. Um, well, um, it, 
and, and, and that's one of the, one of the lessons that that we learn. Okay, just because it's because it is spoken, then I don't have to worry about it. You know, I don't have to worry about. It. I don't have to try to make it to be. But then make it make a long story short. Uh, uh, on the seventeenth, it did so, and we actually were blessed by far more. If we if it had closed on the day in December when it was planned to close, we would not have had the bonus blessing of waiting another half a month for it to close because we were paying out money for different things here and that and the other just to maintain it. But we were blessed far beyond what was told that we were going to be blessed with the selling of it. And and so he had abundantly done above and and number of you all have been praying with praying for us and, and stood by us to encourage us and, and so forth and so on. But I'm, I'm saying that your prayers and his faithfulness have brought a great abundance to us. And because of that, actually, there's going to be, there's going to be an abundance that we want to do for the church um, because we're just talking about two more house payments on where we live now. That's how good God, hallelujah, that's how good God has been to us. Who's next? All right. Now don't be shy, Ina Rose. (laughs) Don't hesitate in your decisions now. I want to do it before all my family just, I know they're all going, I'm just turned where they won't see me. Because it always was said, Mom, you always make an example of us, but I want to praise God for my grandson. We all prayed for him, and we've seen him delivered for that. He's sitting here right today in Jesus' name. Yeah, it's good to have Joshua here with us. That's awesome. Okay, who's next? Did I see a hand go up? Cornell, is your hand up or are you just celebrating? <laughs> uh, I just want to give God praise. I don't need as much volume as some of the others do. But um, uh, my only surviving uncle, uh, the one who really, I'm cl- really close to, and he uh, fulfilled that role of the missing father in my life and helped me grow up and be a man. And he suffered a massive stroke uh, during this fast that uh, uh, so so severe. Uh, it, he was in his home uh, somewhere between a day or two in that condition before someone visited him and family members visited him and found him in that condition. And it was so bad that uh, when the family got there, we... Uh, we're told by the doctor that we should just start calling family and preparing. And uh, we didn't accept that. And uh, we just cried out to the Lord. I told some of you, and you guys were praying with us. And uh, the doctor was amazed uh, because he proved to be a fighter, and our God proved to be a healer. And uh, he is alive, and he's alive and well with us today. Uh, in less than a week, he went from... The doctor's feeling like he was at death's door to being moved out of the critical condition observatory room into a new hall because he required less observation than he did before. 
Uh, he began moving extremities, uh, still not his right arm, but he began moving. He's talking now and he's in a rehabilitation center and he is on his way to the men. So just want to give God glory and, and, and just thank him for what he's done. Anybody else? Yeah, you ought to say something. <laughs> Most of you know what's gone on with Michelle. Um, she came down with pneumonia rather rapidly, and we didn't. Even Tony was having trouble accepting the fact that she was as sick as she was, and she didn't even think she was that sick. Matter of fact, she told Tony, they'll just send me home if you take me to the emergency room. Well, instead, they put her on a helicopter and sent her to Oklahoma City. Uh, she's been in the intensive care for over a week. She now has come out of the anesthesia. She's doing well. Her lungs are improving daily. This is why Candy usually does this. <laughs> I always get choked up. Uh, she's uh, actually going to get her first shower in a couple of weeks today. She is extremely excited about that. That that means that she can actually get up and walk to the shower. That's why it is so important. <laughs> she is gain she is gaining her strength back daily, uh, rapidly, uh, and all the doctors are extremely impressed with how quickly she came out of this. And of course, we know who brought it all about: our Lord and Savior, Lord Jesus. Okay, next. Who's next? All right, Robert. Well, I have a testimony about a victorious uh, home-going service. I uh, was just involved with uh, uh, a service the other day. Uh, a guy by the name of uh, Juan Bruce Carson uh, passed. Great believer. Outstanding. I mean, man of God. Uh, touched multiple generations. And... Uh, of course, he played football at Langston when I was here at uh, Oklahoma State. And he's also the first cousin of my wife. And we met him at a family reunion in, uh, what was it, 94? Yeah, 94 in York, Alabama. All right, we went all the way to York, Alabama. He was, what, 35, 40 miles from us? My wife probably, uh, she said she danced with him at a party one night too. <laughs> so she didn't know it was her cousin, all right? We found out it was her cousin. <laughs> oh, I gave up your dancing thing, did it? <laughs> but we found out it was her cousin when we when we were in York and we got to talking and connecting dots and all these other things. But you know, Juan wanted he's a he was a major achiever. He graduated from VBI. He's you know, he did outstanding work in the area of selling windows and stuff like that. He, uh, you know, has made multiple, I mean, millions of dollars, billions of dollars, should I say, for his company. And uh, But his family was uh, always at the peak of his his life. And uh, he just, he, 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 uh, he took care of his wife tremendously. But we just had a great, have you ever had one of these? A great time at a funeral. Man, I'm telling you, it was, it was shaking. 
<laughs> we had a great time because we know this life was lived in quality. And I just thank God for Juan Bruce Carson. I, I was wondering why his brother called him Bruce all the time. His middle name was Bruce. He had a lot of other names that they called it too. <laughs> but he's an outstanding believer, and I just thank God for him and a tremendous time we had just, you know, in the home-going service. And it reconnected some of the family. I don't know if you know, but I have a lot of people in my family. And it seemed like we only connect to some other parts of the family when funerals come up. You know, it's not, we always tell one another, this is not a good time to reconnect. We should do this otherwise, you know. <laughs> but, you know, we go on and we have lives and stuff like that. We, you know, don't address certain things. But family reunions are very important. I've come to come to realize, especially for, you know, massive families, families that are extremely large. They can't meet on a regular basis because it allows you to interact and share your faith, the goodness of God with one another. But I'm excited. I'm excited. He's home. He meet me there. I know he's rejoicing on the streets of glory with Jesus and probably got some idea that he wants Jesus to implement. (laughs) (laughs) Praise God. No, during the fast, um, and we were praying and and eating all the right things. I didn't put any meat or any tea or any of the sweet stuff in me. Well, before, my knees or my hips would hurt, and I couldn't, you know, really move up and down stairs. But, you know, over the fast, my knees doesn't ache, uh, my hip doesn't hurt. And, you know, I just give God the praise and glory because, you know, I love to dance. Yeah. You know, I'm not going <laughs> to. You know, if I dance for the world, I can dance for Jesus much faster and much better and give him all the praise and glory. Amen. I'll be like Marty. I'll probably get emotional. Um, it seems like we've, we've had a little bit of a, a theme during the fast of an uncle that's ill, a daughter, um, my mom. Went downhill fast, uh, primarily mentally, but a lot of physical. Um, due to bad choices um, through her diet and, and stuff like that, and uh, my my brother really stepped up and uh, provided a lot of care and kept me informed. And my mom was in the hospital for a week. She's at home now. Um, She's uh, going to have 24-7 nursing for a while. But uh, when she went into the hospital, she was 85 pounds. And uh, when we when we brought her home on Monday, um, she couldn't zip her or button her pants because she was up to 90, 94 pounds. And so um, she, she was only eating about one meal a day or one meal every two days. And... We've got her eating two to three meals a day now and and, and drinking juice and, and stuff like that. And uh, we just had a lot of lot of health issues during or a lot of health attacks by Satan during this fasting. But I want everybody to know, and I shared this with a lot of my brothers, uh, our men's group, and I know that they were praying for my mom. And uh, 
but my, but my brother stepped up, and it really uh, meant a lot to me on that. It's brought me uh, closer with my mom. So I just thank everybody for the prayers. One more. Anybody? Oh. I thought you were hitting him upside the head. I didn't. Bam! <laughs> okay. Well, we've been um, really praying for the schools this year and some of the outreach that we're doing. And so I feel like this is kind of um, pertaining to the fast. It seems like during that time, God just really opened up some doors. And so um, it was on the 15th or something. We went into a local school with a team of people. And we've just really been praying because the daughter, we've found out that the school district has really kind of begun to shut out any religious affiliated, um, organizations. And so luckily we're not technically religiously affiliated, even though we totally are. And so we kind of went in incognito and God just opened the doors for us to spend an entire morning with, um, kids at a school. And we literally, are not allowed to say the name of Jesus, but we basically just preached Christ to these kids without ever mentioning his name. But God was faithful and he drew hearts. And we even had a student come up to us at the end of our presentation who was potentially going to be in a dangerous situation that weekend. An older man was trying to lure her into a dangerous situation. And we just one-on-one got to just tell her about God and how much he loved her. And she said, "Um, no one's ever told me I was worthy of love. And now I'm realizing I can say no to this weekend and I don't have to go. So long story short, she was saved from that situation. The police got involved and I really believe that it could have saved her life. Um, so then we came to church Sunday and we walked into um, pre-service prayer late because that's kind of how we roll sometimes. And um, they were, you guys were already praying for the schools. And I was really excited because that had been on our hearts and the rest of the team that went, God just really, people were, kids were crying in the school and you don't cry in front of your peers. I mean, you know, so it was just awesome. We were just praying for freedom and you guys were praying for everyone at pre-service prayer was praying for open doors and the teachers and everything. And I thought to myself, man, it would be really cool, Lord, if we could go in once a week just kind of as we were praying. And the next day I get a text message and they said, Hey, would you guys like to come in once a week to our school? So I really believe that God is going after the youth in this town and after the schools and he, you know, his light's going to shine and the darkness can't stand. And so we're just excited because it's not just us. I mean, I know God's pulling a lot of different groups and hearts to reach out to the school. And so um, I feel like that time of fasting and prayer was really significant. I just want to encourage many of you. Um, a lot of times after you participate in a time, a season or a, um, a time of fasting and prayer, a lot of times you see the results after the fact. And so I want to encourage you not to give up, not to lose hope. But I believe this year, 2014, we're going to see some crazy breakthrough. We're going to see some answer to prayer. Just going to, just going to break off and break in and break out and break all kinds of ways. I believe financial breakthrough is going to happen. Healing is going to happen this year, 2014. I believe we're going to see fruitfulness like we never have before. I know one of our sisters mentioned in pre-prayer, a lot of cool stuff happens in pre-prayer. So if y'all want to get in on some of that action... You need to come on out. 
but she mentioned something about um, the fruit being ripe, picking the fruit or shaking or falling off the trees or something to that effect. I can't remember the exact wording. And that following week, uh, we had two situations where uh, two young ladies just showed up at at uh, one of the services, the young adult services, and they wanted God. And then um, I can't remember if it was the following week or Sunday night, the men, some of the men were hanging out after their men's meeting, and the guy just came in off the street, says, I want God, I want to repent, that kind of thing. I mean, people coming, seeking God and, and landing in this place, and no one doing anything for that. I mean, I believe we're going to see all kinds of crazy, awesome stuff for God's kingdom happen this year. So be ready. Be ready. And I want to share one testimony. Are we on as the web? Are we on web right now? Good. So Pat Eccles probably watching. I hope you better be watching me, Pat. Because anyway, she uh, shared a testimony with me yesterday. Her church in um, Shiloh. She, Pat Eccles is, is a missionary to China. Uh, she was she used to come to church here many, many years. Well, not that many years ago. Sorry, Pat. A few years ago. Uh, but she's one of our own and she comes to the missions conference. She's a, a missionary to China. And she's planning on going to China in May, and she's had some health challenges that she's been battling. But she hadn't received any finances in January, and so she said, Lord, I I really need an answer to whether or not I'm supposed to be going to China in May. And she said, so if I don't get any finances, no money comes in in January, then I'm taking that as your answer that I'm not supposed to be going. And so all through the month of January, she didn't receive a dime. Until January 31st, she got an email and someone said, hey, how is it going for your trip to China? I'll be sending you $4,000. So Pat's going to China. So isn't that awesome? So that, that was pretty fired up when she told me, told me that yesterday. Anyway, um, what I'd like to do, we have some special guests with us. And I'm going to ask uh, my brother Chris, Chris Holzer. Anybody in here know Chris besides me? I know some of y'all do. Anybody know Chris? Holzer, he's a, one of our guys from around here. I've known his dad, Buster, for many, many, well, not that many, a few years. Because I'm not that old. He is, but I'm not. We were youth pastors together at the same time um, a couple of years ago. Right, a couple, <laughs> a few years ago. But anyway, um, Chris has, a, has an awesome, him and his dad have an, an incredible ministry. And it just fires me up. His dad told me about it uh, a couple months ago, and, and Chris has been informing me about it. And it's just it's awesome. And I just wanted him to um, to share a little bit about what he does, and then he's going to introduce the guest that he's brought with him. I'm Chris Holzer. Uh, this is my new son, Maddox, right here. Um, I've been, I'm holding him because I've been out of town for a few days. So uh, what we do, I founded Living Loud Outdoors. Um, we're all about living our life to where we don't have to tell you we're a Christian. Our actions show you what um, what we're about and who we are. Uh God put it on my heart, you know, and I, and I fought it for a long time. And I just, I struggled with the ministry thing because I'd rather earn the money. And uh, I just feel like there's a lot better nonprofit organization to donate to. Um, I would much rather earn our keep and let, and direct people's finances at other ministries. But uh, who I have here today, um, I've been out of town with them for uh, three days. They are uh, wounded soldiers. And what, what we do is we take these guys um, out in the out in the middle of nowhere half the time. And uh, give them an escape. And uh, we partner with other nonprofit organizations that are Christian-based and faith-based. And the reason we do this is because these guys have been through things that I, I get a taste of. You know, they give me a sample of it. Um, and it's heavy, man. It's, it's really it's just tragic stuff. And what we try to do is get them out of their, you know, of the, out of the city limits and get them out where it's peaceful and quiet. 
And uh, I film these guys, and I film their stories, and I take their stories, and I post them on the Internet, and I put them all together to share with other people to touch their lives, um, and they apply them to their lives and what they've been through. Um, who I have, I'll have Anthony, Curtis, and uh, Chris stand up. These guys have been down here with me, and uh, we've had an awesome trip. Yeah, go ahead and say thank you to these guys. You guys can sit down. They uh, they uh, opened up their hearts this weekend. It's, it's been incredible. I mean, what we try to do is surround them with love and faith-based people. They're not going to get healed without Christ. I mean, we can take them on a hunt. We can have a great time, but that one hunt is not enough. I mean, they're going to go home, and then what? We try to follow up with these guys and give them something, give them hope, give them the relationship. And uh, I met Anthony a year ago, and we've talked all year long. All year long. Curtis, Chris, I've met these guys. It's been a year or two now. I mean, it, and we carry this relationship, and that's the difference with what we do. It's more than just saying thank you for your service and what you've done and, and just trying to give back for what they've lost. It's, it's trying to give them hope, and it's trying to give them peace, and the only true peace in life is through Christ. Um, and that's what Living Loud is about, is living by example and um our, our statement for our ministry is to minister first and to hunt second. The hunting is just common ground and um, a way that we can get together and get out in nature uh, and let them just relax. Um, but I urge you guys to please talk to these guys before they go. And um, again, if you don't mind, is there any other veterans in here besides them? Thank you for your service. If you don't mind, give them thank you for your service, you guys. Um, just one more round of applause for these guys. For some of you younger ones, if it wasn't real clear what, what Chris does, is these men that he has with him, they are wounded soldiers, they are soldiers, excuse me, that fought for our country, you know, in Iraq, Afghanistan, or whatever, and they've been wounded. And this became a little bit more real to me last night. Uh, Chris sent me a, a video that I wouldn't show here, but it showed one, of, which gentleman was in that, that uh, buffalo? That was you? It showed a, um, I mean, it was a live shot of, it was a suicide or a bombing in Afghanistan. Was it Afghanistan? It was a setup, and his vehicle was driving by it, and it was a car, and it was full of explosives. And it was a setup, and it blew up, and you see the explosion, and it's just crazy. And I'm, and I asked Chris, like, did anybody die? Are they alive? And, and he, this brother survived. But these are men that have fought in wars for us, for our country, and they've been wounded. And what Chris does, he and his father, they take them out and just let them enjoy the outdoors. They take them on hunts and everything and, and let them share their testimonies. So these, these guys are awesome. I just appreciate that. And, um, and so I just wanted to make sure that was clear that you knew that we have some incredible brothers with us as well as the other men and women who fought for our country. Uh, and again, we just want to say thank you guys for fighting for our country. You know, Jesus said there's no greater love than this than for someone to lay down his life for his brothers. And that's what these guys have done. That's what you men and women have done who have fought in the service. And, and I wanted to give Chris a special time to introduce his, his guests with us. So when you get a chance, we're about to dismiss in a couple of minutes. Just make sure you say hi to these brothers and, and just bless them. And we love you guys, and we're glad that you were able to, to be here with us in our crazy service today.
All right, we love you guys. Let's all stand together. In your bulletins, you'll notice that the announcement about the Father's Heart School, Father's Heart 2 School, that's in a couple of weeks, 16th of of February. Those of you who are interested, I want to encourage you to text me. That's what Stephen said. If you want, if you're interested in going to that, uh, let me know so we can make preparations. Um, Rich and Anita will be here next Sunday preaching a message and promoting that school. So you won't want to miss it. Is, it'll be, they always have a great word to share. Uh, so bring someone with you and come and enjoy the time with us. Father, we just thank you for your goodness, for your love for us. We thank you for what you're doing in the hearts of your people. And Lord, I thank you that we had a great time together fasting and seeking you. And Lord, I thank you that most of all, I believe that hunger for your presence and hunger for your kingdom and your righteousness has grown in our hearts. And we hunger for you in a greater way than we ever have before. And I just ask that you would continue to develop that, Father. And we thank you for what you're going to do. We thank you for the open doors that are that are popping open for effective ministry to happen. And we look forward to a fruitful 2014 and Jesus being glorified and lives being changed. We love you and we praise you and we thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, those of you who were prayed for and you received physical prayer today, I want to encourage you as you realize the physical manifestation of your healing, please share that with us, okay? Pastor Dale, you have something to say real quick? Okay. Yeah, make sure that make... Okay, let me make that clear that the school is going to be in Tulsa. So we'll be driving back and forth the four or five nights. Uh, so if you have any questions about that, you can talk to Stephen or myself about that. But it'll be an awesome time. But it will be in Tulsa those five nights. All right. God bless you. And you, you are dismissed.